Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. Episode 351. It is a Wednesday in November. A beautiful sunny Wednesday in November. I can't even believe it. It's going to be 77 degrees today. Absolutely gorgeous outside. So I am coming to you from my meditation room. I've paused this morning and really dropped into this uh, space, the Guys Love podcast space. And have several thoughts that I would like to bring forward. It has been three months since I've been in this space with you. A lot has been shifting individually, collectively, globally on our planet. There has been so much uh, energy that has been moving. And the last time I was in the space, the podcast title was uh, Cosmic Cycles. And we talked about the 8-8 portal, the Lionsgate portal, uh, Venus retrograde in Leo, Pluto and Capricorn, like all the things. I think it was a full moon in Aquarius. If you have not watched that uh, episode yet, or if it's been a while and you're listening to me, you're like, maybe I need to go back. There really were some powerful messages of alignment and reminders from our guides, from the universe, of how much we are actually held in this human journey. And so I encourage you to go listen to that if you haven't yet. Today's episode is sort of a continuation of that. We're going to be talking about the 1111 portal and then diving even more into this shift of Pluto from Capricorn to Aquarius. So we're going to spend a little time together. I have so much that has been coming through that I wanted to share with you and my intention is to do it like smoothly in a really easy sequential way where it's like, oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. So I'm going to invite you to settle in and let's see. So the word I chose for the title for today, entering the 1111 portal. The word portal, I think, is sometimes not fully understood or we have experiences of past portals. <laughs> so we're like, oh, no, or oh, can't wait. I was describing that in the last episode. You know, consciousness shifts in different ways at different times in our journey and Sometimes it feels blissful and easy and so sweet. And we remember this awakening moment that was just like puppy pile of magic. Sometimes consciousness shifts and it's harsh and jagged and painful and isolating. And we feel like nobody understands and it's never going to end. And so it really requires developing tools and resources and practices to walk ourselves through the consciousness shifts that are a little tougher that really challenge us in our strength and our mastery of evolution as a soul in a human body 
what I'm hoping in today's episode is that you'll find some uh, practices for some ideas for practices you can integrate into your journey, some reminders of things that perhaps you've done and you haven't included in your daily life or weekly life recently, and then some inspiration about the astrology and where we're headed so that it's not so intense and feeling like never ending (laughs) because it's going to shift. It always shifts. The energy is always going to keep moving. Consciousness in human form is always going to keep evolving. Like nothing is ever going to stay exactly as it is. It's always going to be changing. And so I, I hope that you'll find some support and some strengthening and steadying as you listen today to guide you through whatever the next portal is going to be for you. So portal, portal, what even is a portal? Well, I had to look it up because I needed to see the definition according to Wikipedia, Google, you know, the masters of definition. And they said it's the entrance, the door, the gateway, um, the structure that holds the door in place. They uh, use the word in the definition of imposing and large, that a portal can feel big. And then also the definition of portal in terms of the internet and websites, it's a an entry into a place where you have access to more links or more sites. So it's like moving through a squeeze into something that then opens into something more. The birth canal kind of feels like a portal for a soul in a human body. You got to (laughs) squeeze through in order to emerge into the human realm. When I was thinking about the word portal, I had this example that I think will really give you some context that maybe will be helpful. My husband is a theater set designer, and he creates these incredible, genius, Broadway-level sets at a creative and performing arts high school here in Cincinnati. He's an absolute magician, and he can see... I asked him the other day, I'm like, how do you see it? You never actually sit in the audience to look at it. You you just know what it's going to look like, and then you build it, but you never even go sit in the audience to see what the final result is like. He's like, yeah, I already know. He already knows that it's going to work. When he designs his, so we just saw Little Mermaid at the school a week ago. When he designs the set, for example, for Little Mermaid, there's a portal, which is the entry structure of the theater stage. So when you walk into a theater, often there's just curtains hanging, and then the curtains pull back and you see the play out in front of you, the stage and the set out in front of you. What he does, and I'm sure many other designers, but I'm just talking about his work, He creates a structure that actually goes around the outside in front of the curtains, and he calls it the portal. And so for Little Mermaid, he created these, I don't even know how he did it. It was amazing. It was made of like some sort of foam that then plastered over it, and then they painted it with all these colors. It looked like coral, huge coral reefs that were suspended from the ceiling, going down the sides of um, the either side of the stage against the wall and then along on the floor on the bottom, just this huge entry structure. So when this, the curtains pulled back behind it, then there were other layers of stage that you would then go into and you would see this multidimensional experience of being underneath the ocean. It was absolutely extraordinary. And he's done this for lots of shows, but he talks about the portal and it's the opening. It's It sets the stage so that when you enter into the room and you know you're about to have an experience, the portal is already giving you the context for what that impression 
It's giving you the context and the impression of what the experience will be. So let's translate that into astrology and energy, numerology, spirituality, <laughs> all the things. This weekend is the 1111 portal. 1111 is often associated in spiritual communities or spiritual chats as the number associated with awakening. So consciousness awakening on our planet is um, validated by seeing the numbers 1111. So if you see 1111 on a clock or even 111, um, if you see numbers that add to 11s, the 1111 sequence is associated with a spiritual awakening. So when we have an 1111 portal, which is going to be this week on Saturday, the 1111 portal is um, an amplified focus by many, many, many people on the same day for spiritual awakening. So whether you're consciously aware that it's happening or not, because so many people in the collective experience are focusing on it, there's an intensity there's an intensity and an amplification to spiritual awakening on that day. So maybe you have plans and you're going to have a beautiful 11-11 experience. Maybe you haven't even heard of it and here I am telling you all this. You're like, what? <laughs> this is what happens. Energy is always moving and shaping and forming our reality. And sometimes it's just us and sometimes it's the collective experience. So... There is a portal of time that is going to have this energy around it. The context for the 1111 portal is spiritual awakening. That's the stage that's being set. What you create for yourself within that stage is up to you. So the portal is available, is opening, and then you determine how much you want to experience and create within that context. You might sleep through it and it's no big deal, or you might have massive downloads and talk about the 1111 portal for weeks or months or years from now you'll go, I remember the 2023 1111 portal. Everyone creates their own reality, and I find that awareness of what's happening empowers us to make choices that shape our reality. And so when we're aware that this portal is opening, and we consciously choose, we make choices to navigate through it in certain ways, then our reality shifts accordingly. Our spiritual awakening amplifies, speeds up. The transformations are more rapid. The connections of others in that same portal energy happen faster and more powerfully. Like Things start to happen when we bring our awareness to choice that then shifts what our reality looks like. So <laughs> why do I make a podcast called Entering the 1111 Portal? <laughs> because it's happening whether you're aware of it or not. And so my intention is to share it with you and then allow you, not even allow you, I don't have any choice over what you do, but empower you to make conscious choices from them. <sighs> That's on Saturday. If you watched the Cosmic Cycles episode, the last one I did, I talked about the layers of astrology that were happening at the time in August, the layer of the full moon, underneath that, the bigger layer of the Lionsgate portal around 8-8, which was about manifestation, and then underneath that, the layer of Venus retrograde in Leo, which was all about relationships and cycles and so much, <laughs> forgiveness. 
And then the layer underneath that, which was Pluto and Capricorn moving into Aquarius next year. And I was describing how all of the layers are connected. So there's a common thread that moves through all of them. And then our human reality is just trying to steady and navigate through all these layers that are constantly in motion. So here we are three months later. I'm coming back into the space and I'm saying, hey, guess what? There's more. <laughs> Plot twist. You thought you were done. Oh, no. <laughs> There's more layers. There's so many more layers. So the layers I'm going to bring forward today. There's only a few because I can't. I can't. There's just too many if I tried to cover astrology and I'm not even going to attempt to. So I will just give you a few of the current layers. The top one are the lunar eclipses, that just, the lunar eclipse in Taurus that just happened in October. We had one eclipse and another eclipse two weeks apart. And holy wow, that was a portal. <laughs> the lunar eclipse in Taurus, I feel, really brought up a lot for so many of the people in the conversations I was having. Intense, really had um, a lot of deep reflection and contemplation happening that helped people move through some layers, but that was a lot. So we just completed that and eclipse energies last for six months. So there's this layer at the top, which is we had the eclipse, <laughs> but we're still peeking out from under the eclipse and it's going to go for a good six months until the next round, which would be in the spring. That just happened. We have the 1111 portal, which is about to happen on Saturday. And then on Monday, we have the new moon in Scorpio, another layer. New moon in Scorpio, the sun right now is in Scorpio. Scorpio is very much a sign of uh, transformation and really digging through to find the core truth of whatever it is we're exploring at the time. My friends who are Scorpios are loyal and stubborn and dig until they get to the truth that sits underneath whatever is happening in their lives. And so a new moon in Scorpio is going to have that same, uh, I want to say intensity, but it might not feel intense to people. I find that it probably will be. But there's, um, there's a compelling sense of determination with it. Of I, I really want to know, I want to understand whatever it is that's currently happening for you. So the new moon in Scorpio right after the 11-11 portal is kind of like a, <laughs> like a double punch, like a double whammy, which means <laughs> it could be feeling kind of intense in your human journey right now. Not intense is such a weird word, isn't it? Intense can be good. Like, I intensely feel all this joy. It could also be I intensely feel all this pain. And maybe some of us love intense human experiences and others would rather not. <laughs> We'd rather just play and enjoy life and not have any intensity at all. If that is you, then sometimes these portal experiences are very uncomfortable because they bring a bit of intensity with them and maybe it's not your preference. So, so navigate in whatever way feels best to you. But the resources I'm sharing here and the ideas and the contemplations 
will maybe make it feel less intense and isolating like you're doing it by yourself, knowing this is a collective thing that we're all moving through. So whether you're on the party play end of the human experience spectrum or the deep struggle suffering, you know, really want to get all that I can out of shadow and light and all of it, wherever you are in the spectrum of being a human, when there's a collective experience, it sort of brings all of us into it. So the lunar eclipses, we all feel that. New moons, we all feel whatever the new moon is because everyone here is experiencing the new moon shift. And this Pluto in Capricorn into Pluto in Aquarius shift is the same. It's a, it's a slow-moving transition when Pluto moves from one sign to another. It takes 15 to 20 years in each sign. And so it will really touch everybody as it makes its transitions. We have been, I know I'm moving fast through all of them here, but I'm assuming and trusting you can keep right up with me. Pluto. Scorpio is about transformation, death and rebirth. Pluto is like amplified, (laughs) amplified death and rebirth and transformation. So 1111 portal, new moon in Scorpio. And right now Pluto is moving tightly moving from Capricorn into Aquarius. So the best way to describe this, if this is totally new to you, if it's not, and you've heard me talk about this a few times, I trust it just keeps landing more deeply each time I share it. Pluto moves between signs over 15 to 20 year cycles. And so the last time that Pluto was going from Capricorn into Aquarius was 250 years ago. At that time, we had the French Revolution, the American Revolution, the United States was birthed. So there was a lot of collective um, claiming of independence, um, bucking the system, the traditional hierarchical way of being managed as a society and creating something new and different. We're back in that moment again, but the humanity on our planet is so different than the humanity, the population level the technological level of 250 years ago. Our reality now is so different than it was the last time we had this Pluto cycle shifting. So we don't know what it's going to look like. We really don't. We can look at past patterns, which is what I shared in Cosmic Cycles, the last podcast episode. We can look back and identify patterns, but it doesn't absolutely predict what a new consciousness of humanity is going to do in this new energy with Gaia. Gaia, Earth, is different than 250 years ago. Her consciousness has been evolving. Our consciousness as individuals and a collective humanity has been evolving. So we're arriving at this, again, another threshold, another portal, another entrance, another opening that's going to lead us to access to other sites and other links. Like we're, we're at so many portal moments right now and we don't know what it's going to look like. And that sense of not knowing, of nobody being able to write the playbook, nobody individually being able to write the script of what it's going to look like is highly unsettling and unnerving to a lot of people. The not knowing is the worst part of the experience. It's like if someone could just tell you, (laughs) 
six months from now, here's exactly what life will look like and how you will feel. Ten years from now, here's what it's going to look like. I think people would be able to settle into that. Even if they didn't love what it was going to be, they'd be like, okay, well, I can get my mind around that and I can, you know, it's like when a politician is elected, like president, and it's the person you didn't want. You're like, oh, fine, but at least I know I got four years. I can figure out how to navigate through this. <laughs> like, I'll manage. But when we don't know, when we don't know, it's, and that's the collective experience right now. That's the frequency, the vibration that is running underneath everything on our planet. It's nobody's the boss. Nobody is in charge. There's no one empire that's running the show. There's maybe, it's like watching Survivor. There's all these secret gatherings and groupings and alliances. And I'm not in that alliance. And I want to be in that alliance. And what about this one? And what are they scheming? And what? It's like watching Survivor, but we're living it. There's no one boss. There's no one producer. I guess you could say Gaia Earth would be the one producer or source. But there's no one human who can actually say, here, I shall tell you. <laughs> I shall give you the answer. This is the future. <laughs> Listen to me and here's what it will look like. And anyone who tries to tell you that is just flat out guessing and lying like nobody knows. Even the best psychic cannot tell you right now what is going to happen because it's a it's a live energy. It's a it's an, a force field. A, it's a pulse that is collectively being created. There's no one person whose heartbeat is setting the one pulse for the planet. It's all of us. So the unknown is a little intense and terrifying. The part that I think is more scary than that, that we don't always talk about, is the impact we have as individuals on that collective pulse. Let that land for a moment. Every single human alive on this planet right now directly impacts the collective shift that we are going through. Every single human. Meaning, the little person who's been super quiet and hasn't said a word and has just been observing and tuning into the frequency, who suddenly feels a truth powerfully in their body, makes a video, expresses it out into the world, truth bomb goes out in the world, virally spreads, millions, billions of people watch it, and suddenly the whole collective energy shifts. <laughs> and people are like, no, it's not that easy. We can't shift the collective that simply. I believe we can. I believe we can. I also believe lots of individuals coming into heart coherence and bringing their heart coherence stronger and stronger and more powerfully into community, which is Pluto in Aquarius energy, which is underway about to begin next year. Pluto in Aquarius is, I come into resonance with those who are in similar resonance to me and our our collective resonance intensifies, strengthens, becomes a collective power this is the definition of revolution. 
the French Revolution and the American Revolution, 250 years ago, this is how it happened. It's a collective heart coherence with one collective voice that emerges from that that says, this is what we are doing next. This is what we are co-creating. And it comes from the power of the collective. That is the energy we are moving towards. So we may think me, one person, can't actually do much to impact what's happening on our planet. But I absolutely disagree with that. I think I know one person speaking their truth, speaking loudly, clearly, consistently, articulating, strengthening, calling, magnetizing others who have a similar frequency. We become a community. We become a collective. The more powerful our heart coherence, the more powerful our message, the more powerfully we begin to stand together and speak together and express together and then Something new is emerging that didn't exist before, and that can happen rapidly. It can happen globally. And then those coherent groups coming together, like start glumping <laughs> into collective heart coherent groups, and all of a sudden you have a mass consciousness that is articulating a desire or a belief system or an intention, and that changes the collective experience. So I think for much of the recent humanity, we've, we've given that authority over to those who have money. You have money, you have power. You have money, you have impact. Technology is changing that. Um, and I don't mean artificial intelligence. I'm talking about the simple use of a video camera and a phone and Zoom or Google Chat or whatever you use. FaceTime, bigger, bigger, bigger groups, like the ability to transmit messages via technology from one to another to another to another is the greatest power right now. It is more powerful than money. We just haven't quite verbalized it perhaps yet or acknowledged it because if we were to acknowledge that, that's the underlying fear frequency that sits underneath the collective. If we were to acknowledge that, then what does that mean about our power to affect change? It means we have a lot of power individually, me pointing to me, each of us pointing to ourselves. We have a lot of power. Are we accessing it? Are we, are we tapping into it and sharing it? Are we speaking in a way that calls others towards us that says, let's do something about this? Let's not just sit at home and complain. Let's actually create the reality, the world that we want to be living in. And let's not wait six months, nine months, a year. Let's actually begin now. So here I am <laughs> creating Guys Love Podcast again, episode 451. Just when you thought I was finished. <laughs> no, she's back. <laughs> she's back a little louder, a little bolder, a little clearer than I was before. <sighs> So here's what I am realizing, checking the time, I don't want to go too long. What I'm realizing is that the Guys Love podcast for me is a space that holds me accountable to my own truth, to my own power, to my own commitment to speak up as a leader. When I show up in the space and record a podcast and transmit, broadcast a message out through all the platforms that I've spent years creating, there is an energy that goes with that. 
And so my commitment to myself to show up right now through this transition of Pluto from Capricorn into Pluto in Aquarius, that's going to happen January 20th. It'll be a little bit of transitioning next year, but it's the beginning of 20 years of Pluto in Aquarius. My commitment to myself is to show up each week in this space and walk myself through this time by holding myself accountable. When I do the Guys Love podcast, I have to organize my thoughts. I have to tune into what's most relevant to say. I always sit down and I clear my energy system. I connect in with my guides. I crystallize my chakras. I connect to the core of the earth. That practice every single week, I need that right now. That's important for me to do that for myself. That holds me in my power. And so claiming for myself, committing to myself for the next three months at least, showing up every week here is what serves me the most. And because I know it serves me, I know that it also serves you because there's a match in resonance. There's a match in frequency. When I empower myself and I show up and I share it and I transmit it as a clear broadcast message, a frequency of truth going out, it activates something in you. And so then there's me having my experience and you having your experience and the two of us co-creating a heart coherence that is good for us. This is Pluto and Aquarius energy. It's we come into alignment one to another, to another, to another, to another. So (laughs) I'm going to be here every week, probably on Wednesdays or Thursdays for at least the next three months and maybe four, but we'll just kind of see. And then I don't know yet because I can't predict what the energy is going to feel like after Pluto makes this transition. I know it has been feeling like this, like um, the floor surface won't stay still. It just keeps doing this undulating waves pattern. And so there's the, it's like being on a boat almost. And there's this constant sense I have of, okay, steady, plant your feet, ground your energy, breathe out anything that's not um, in match to the frequency I want to hold, which is grounded and steady. Breathe that out, release that. When the energies are doing this all the time, sometimes it's really hard to find our grounding. And so for me, showing up in the space is really going to hold me accountable. So let's, there's so much to cover, right? Pluto, what else do I want to tell you? And in between this, we're going to move from 2023 to 2024. So there's all this woomph of the year ending and the new one beginning that's happening at the same time on the calendar year. Pluto and Aquarius, I just want to say a couple more things about that. Um, I So I'm a, an Aquarius sun, Aquarius moon, Taurus rising. And the way that I experience Aquarius energy is very cosmic, but the Taurus energy for me is very grounded. And since my spiritual awakening journey started, <laughs> speaking of 11-11, spiritual awakening, since that started, there have been there's been an experience I have been aware of, of wanting to go out into the cosmos and tap into the mysteries and all the realms and then coming back into my body. And so embodiment has been a focus and a practice that I've really put a lot of effort and time into. And so it's become what I teach because it's become what I've mastered. Being the infinite soul in the human form, in Gaia, 
fully aware that the energy, the consciousness of Gaia is what holds all of us in this human journey. Earth school, whatever we want to call it, being here, a soul in this planet is held by the frequency of Gaia. And so when I created this podcast called Gaia's Love, it was really to keep reminding us, myself and then whoever tunes in week after week, that there's this immense love from our planet for the human journey, for the human experience. I believe as, as Gaia has been evolving over millions of years, if we're going to use calendar terms, millions of years Gaia's consciousness has been evolving from her very beginning to her mastery of being a planet that can hold so many souls. If you think of 250 years ago, I need to really check. I don't know the population count at that time, but it was not 8 billion souls in human forms. I know that. <laughs> it was nowhere close to 8 billion. The energy ability, the capacity of our planet to hold so much creation and story playing and theater that was constantly being created here, her capacity was not as great as it is now, which is why there weren't as many souls in human bodies as there are now. As Gaia has evolved, humanity has grown. The range and complexity of stories that you can live here on this planet is just <laughs> because Gaia has evolved. I believe as Pluto moves into Aquarius, the communication between our planet and humanity is going to evolve at the same time. Some of the, what would the words even be? Some of the constructs that our minds have created to understand the physical world, to be able to fully have a physical experience, I believe we've, we've uh, agreed to forget a lot of the mystical, the ethereal, the spiritual aspects of being a soul in order to really have a human physical reality. We've kind of, like if you were thinking of balancing scales, infinite embodiment would be we're constantly sort of calibrating the two. I believe for many souls who come into human bodies, they're like, I'm going to forget the infinite and I'm going to really focus on the embodiment. And so we, we sometimes have moments where the infinite comes through, but most of the time we're like, I'm just focusing on being in the body, <laughs> working my job, managing my mind, feeding myself, providing for my family, making sure I'm alive, like body. I'm working on body. I think what's going to happen as we move into Pluto and Aquarius, is Gaia is going to support more of the embodiment in order for the infinite to become more integrated. So what that might look like, which brings us back again to the 1111, what that might look like is a spiritual awakening happening in more and more human lives, more and more rapidly, which could be... Um, really intense and really confusing and super disorienting for lots of humans. If you can imagine, you think you're all the body, and then suddenly you have this awareness that you're an infinite soul playing a role in a human body. Your mind is going to be like, huh? What? <laughs> I mean, that's what a spiritual awakening often feels like. It's like, mind blown, what are you telling me? There's a consciousness for our planet? She's not just, wait, she's a she? 
Who said she's a she? Who made Viv the authority that Gaia is a she? <laughs> and how does Viv know that she's a consciousness of a planet? And like, what even? Spiritual awakenings can be very intense. And if lots and lots of people are having them all at the same time, the reality construct gets really, really confusing and chaotic. So as Pluto is moving from Capricorn into Aquarius over the next, I'd say, six months, you know, the next three months are going to be preparing, beginning, and then January, February, March are going to be like, and then we go into eclipse season, and then we have the 8-8 portal. It's just going to keep, it's going to keep going. So this is the time to really come back to our practices, which is why I'm opening this space back up each week, which is why I'm committing to doing my deep meditation each time before I begin this, organizing my thoughts, delivering a message that's clear and concise and potent and filled with resources so that we can navigate this time together. So my intention is to walk through this transition of Pluto from Capricorn into Pluto and Aquarius with you to to do this side by side. I originally was creating these little audios and putting them in a private space and you had to pay for it. And now I'm like, this is like collective right now. It just needs to be broadcast. And so I invite you to share this with other people who seem to be going through some rough patches or those you know who are in the process of spiritual awakenings. Let's bring this conversation forward and let's create a heart coherence me sitting here broadcasting all of this love and stability and strength and steadiness out to you. And then you sharing that with the people in your community. And we start building that collective agreement of, we've got this. We've got this. And we're committed to creating together a really beautiful reality. Not one based on fear. A reality that's based on, we can design anything we choose to design. And as we remember, we're infinite embodiment in Gaia oh my god (laughs) we're magician souls having human experiences and so we can design and create anything what do we want to do with that how do we manage this power and collectively create something incredible so (laughs) there's all that I'm telling you, I try to be concise. I'm going to work on it. Every week I'm going to work on it and get more and more concise. But there was a lot to cover in this first catch-up. So here are a few of the resources that I immediately would offer you. The first is I'm creating this beautiful platform on Instagram. It's a new account that I just set up that's called infinite.embodiment.in.gaia. Infinite Embodiment in Gaia with little dots in between. My intention for that platform, that uh, creative playground is how I see it. it, To me, it feels like a canvas. It's like a blank canvas, and I'm carefully placing energetics, transmissions, information, resources in this beautiful grid that weaves together, that kind of walks you through a spiritual awakening. So... If you've already had your spiritual awakening and you're just getting to the next layer of it, start at the beginning of that 
account on my main page and just wander your way through and you'll find resources and suggestions and books I've written and meditations I suggest and all the things they could all be in there along with energetic codes and transmissions that will walk you through this time if you're just a beginning a spiritual awakening and this 1111 is like <laughs> pace yourself start slowly Read one post on that page. Go to the next one when you're ready. Meander. There's no rush. Like, we have 20 years of Pluto and Aquarius. It doesn't all have to happen by January. It doesn't all have to happen next year. Some of us are just more on the, like, let's go energy. So all of those posts are placed for you to tune into. What else? So that would be my Instagram account. Um, I have a lot of resources on TikTok, on Facebook, YouTube, so you're welcome to, you know, scroll through all of that. There's 450 episodes of the Guys Love podcast. You can just scroll through the titles and trust, like, this, this is the one, you know, I need to go watch this, and then it'll give you exactly the frequency, the energy you need, and you'll know which one, like, you can spend hours, days, as long as you want to, in the resources I've already created that are available for you for free. If you want something more specific than that, what I am building is a community that is called the Practicum of Infinite Embodiment. It is just beginning. <laughs> I've redesigned it, renamed it, rebranded it, reorganized it multiple times. And now with Pluto and Capricorn, as we really finish the structure, the transformation of structure, I believe what I'm building right now is the structure that's going to hold all of the work that I'll be doing for the next 20 years. And so the practicum is that community space. It is a virtual community with different levels, different price points, different commitments of time and attention and focus, different levels of connection with other humans, different kinds of resources, but each one builds upon itself. And so when you enter the practicum, at the, and that's a one-year commitment, because I believe you have to commit some time and actually walk in community and drop all the way in instead of just dipping in and out. If we're going to make lasting change, it takes a commitment. And so a year is the, the beginning stage for that. If you want to do longer, you can stay as long as you want. But a year is the minimum. And so the first level is just sort of the basic intro. What do you need as resources to be successfully embodied as an infinite soul here? What meditation grounding practices would be most supportive? What kind of interaction do you need just to touch other people from around the world? And so that level is 111 a month, and it's a one-year commitment. And then it just builds from there as much time and energy as you want to put into it. So that's the community space. And I really feel like as we look at Pluto and Aquarius, community is going to be the way community connection and support and building conversations um, coming into that heart coherence together is going to be the way forward as a collective society I'm so excited about this can you tell <laughs> let me breathe for a moment <laughs> so that's the practicum if you are looking for individual support I offer individual activation sessions we get on the phone or Zoom for an hour. I look, read, you share what's happening. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you the things that I see. You'll receive beautiful insights and um, 
I mean, they're messages from your soul through me. They're transmissions that I don't have until we get on the phone together. So it's clearly your soul, my soul synchronizing and then delivering, delivering a transmission. So those are $333 for one hour. You don't need a lot of them unless you're really in a, I need to move fast or I'm having the spiritual awakening and I need, I want to know, I want to move, I want to go. Just a one-time activation session will help align you with the most empowered next step. And it's not me telling you what it is you need to do. It's the transmission coming through of what you already know, validating what you already knew was coming for you. Maybe with some extra little surprises, but it's usually what you already know. And then I have individual journeys um, if you really want to just walk with me a little bit longer on a more intimate basis. 4-11-11. This is something I'm so excited to share with you. So I, how do I want to describe this? And then we'll start to wrap up. I have, let me rephrase this. In my spiritual awakening journey, I have been through and to many retreats, many ceremonies, many experiences that activated the next level of expansion in my consciousness, my awareness, in my infinite embodiment journey. There have been so many weekends that I've spent away expanding. <laughs> and then I come back into my human journey, my regular life, and I have to integrate these huge expansions. And the integration is where I've often gotten stuck. It's where it's gotten really, really bumpy for me. I, I have these beautiful ahas, and then I come home and I'm like, wait a second, how, <laughs> how do I hold that level of truth and clarity and knowing when I'm in these conversations with my family, my clients, my friends, when I've got to keep my routine going and make dinners, and how does my embodiment handle this massive spiritual awakening energetic big, <laughs> bigger? <laughs> and so integration has often been challenging for me. What I have found and what I have created for myself are uh, collaborative experiences with some of my favorite healers, teachers, guides, friends that allow me to live a more integrated experience of expansion and then I'm already here living it, doing it. And so what we are co-creating for 1111 is a retreat experience but integrated already into your own regular life. So you get all of the magic of a retreat, but you're not going somewhere and then coming back and trying to weave it into what you're already doing. You're having the energetic expansion, heart opening, the chakra alignment, <laughs> the magical ahas, the connection with the community, but you're in your life doing it. You're walking three weeks together with myself and Alicia and Andrea in this incredible journey and it's part of your day. It's part of your life. And so at the end of the three weeks, there's no bumpiness coming back into your life because you've already been in it, living it through the 1111 portal. So we are calling this experience our inner sanctum. It's three weeks together. We start on 1111 on Saturday at 1111 a.m. Eastern. And we have an activation of what's called the Rising Star Energy System. It's a process that Alicia has been teaching and I mean, I've experienced it myself five, six times already. It is, it's just this incredible journey through your chakras of 
integrity and alignment. We start at the crown chakra on the first day and each day you're moving one chakra down to the bottom all the way back up and all the way back down again. And so you're rinsing your system energetically in this practice that she has mastered. <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing. So the rising star will be activated on Saturday 11-11 and then we'll move through it for three weeks. And then in that, I have woven resources and meditations, quietly listening virtual energy sessions with um, Andrea Henkels and I that we've been doing for years that are profound profound healings <laughs> like there's there's so much that happens over th the three weeks within you and within the group experience that is everything I've wanted so when I create collaborations anymore it's because it's what I'm desiring when I show up to do my podcast again it's because it's what I desire it's what I need and so this 1111 our inner sanctum is an experience I want for myself. And so I'm going to be moving through this for three weeks. And the invitation is for you to join myself and Andrea and Alicia and walk through this portal of time with us. The benefit, the reason that I'm absolutely suggesting this for everyone who is ready for transformation is that you're going to steady and center yourself, your own alignment, your own energy flow in your regular life. So you're going to create this harmony and steadiness and strength within yourself as you're walking through the three weeks with us. We're going through the same experience with you. We're going to show up on Zoom calls once a week and we're going to integrate together in the experience itself. Like we're living an integrated journey inward in a beautiful community space. And at the end of that, we're three weeks closer to Pluto moving into Aquarius. We're completely different inside. So the, the pathway over the next few months just becomes sweeter and calmer and steadier. So that's what we're offering. It's $1,111 for all three of us to hold space for you for three weeks, which is absolutely an incredible co-creative experience and exchange. So I invite you to come into that with us. All right. Was there anything else? Oh, one more thing I wanted to share. I did great. I covered all of that. I mean, I know I went a little bit over, but we're fine. It's all fine. Um, one of my friends sent me a video. It's just a little clip on um, Instagram that was so powerful. And it was from Dolores Cannon. And she was talking about theater how when people who she was working with at a soul level would die, they'd communicate back with her and they'd say, oh my God, I left earth and immediately I turned around and looked back and it looked like it was a play. Like everyone were actors and there were actors in the wings ready to come on and there was just this whole theater that was playing out and I forgot that when I was on earth and I thought it was so hard and so challenging I could never make it work right but she said as soon as these souls would tell her as soon as I left earth and I looked back I realized oh my gosh it was like the blink of an eye it was all just a play why didn't I write a better play why wasn't I creating a better script <laughs> so it is very intentional that I opened up this podcast by talking about the portal of a theater set my husband's play for Little Mermaid. We are living theater here on this planet. 
every one of us individually and the collective theater of humanity co-creating with Earth, with Gaia. Every single one of us has a part to play. And when we can own that, it's our writing of our script, our choices that we make with every awareness that determine the script that we're writing, that determine how we show up for the day's adventure. If you can imagine, like for my husband's um, experience at his show at his school for The Little Mermaid, if every single student showed up and they were excited and they wanted to give it their best and they got on stage and they gave it all their energy and then the musicians were playing their finest and the lights and the sound and everything was just on par and it was just, can you imagine the joy of that co-creation? But if some people are showing up and they're cranky and they don't want to be there and they'd rather take a nap and they would rather just be playing video games or watching Netflix and why do they have to do this? And it's not fair that they... <laughs> Can you feel the difference in the experience? We can't control everybody else. We just can't. And if we spend our time sitting here frustrated and angry and resentful that everybody else isn't playing their part right and that their things are bumping into our things and their timing is messing with our timing, <laughs> we're missing the whole joy of being in the theater. So we are in the theater of Gaia right now. Eight billion of us co-creating the play that is happening on our planet every single day. Maybe we can't show up every single day at our absolute best, but I bet we could try a little, a little more. <laughs> I bet we could offer just a little more value <laughs> today. Just a little bit more. A little more humor, more connection, more empowerment, more truth, and definitely more love. So that's what I encourage for today. Pay attention to your practices, stick to them, whatever they are, develop a routine that's really going to walk you through the next few months, and then commit to it and stick to it. And I will be back a week from now with another broadcast message <laughs> through the Guys Love podcast platform. If you have any reflections, any comments, you know, I would love to hear from you. So please share. I will put some links to all the things that I'm offering in the description. And yeah, go hang out on my Infinite Embodiment in Gaia page over on Instagram if you would like to. We're, I think, at 88 people right now. I just started it a month ago. So it's, you're going to be at the very beginning of it with me. And it'll be so much fun for us to grow this together. <sighs> Thank you for being in the space. My heart is just beaming huge love to you today. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.